0: Thank you. Hi there. Welcome to Evidence for Faith. It's your host, Michael Lane. I'm so glad you're joining me again today as we continue exploring the different translations. Why are there so many different translations of the Bible? What's with them? What's so unique about them? What's their differences? What's the the problem with them? What's the advantage of using this one? And today we're talking about uh, the sixth Bible we're doing in this series. This one is called the Legacy Standard Bible, abbreviated the LSB. As some people will just call it that, but it's the Legacy Standard Bible, and this one is really new. Matter of fact, this is one of the newest, if not the newest, translation of the Bible that at least I'm familiar with, because it was uh, came out in 2021. Actually, started becoming published. Um, in a total complete Bible in 2022. So it's very, very new. Uh, A lot of people have not heard of it, but it's funny because the last couple of places I have spoken um, in traveling around, people have asked me my opinion on this Bible because it's it's a new one. And a couple of people have had a copy of it um, and people have wondered, you know, is this a good translation or something? I'm always nervous about when people ask me, is this a good translation? It's like, hmm. How do I answer a good translation? You know, there's advantages and there's disadvantages, and I can make some comments as I often do at the end of these lessons, giving you more of a, of a personal take on some of these things. But we're going to today take a look at the Legacy Standard Bible. Now you can um, download this for free on the internet if you don't want to go out and buy a copy of it. But it's a really interesting translation. Um, actually, I, I really enjoy this one. It's um, One, uh, well, we're going to take as we normally do. We look at the, we've been looking at um, Psalm 23 and reading Psalm 23 um, in all these different versions. And then later on, we'll take a look at Titus chapter 2, 11 through 13, a very strong doctrinal statement. And you can compare and see how these things flow. So in this one, um, the Legacy Standard Bible Psalm 23 reads like this. Now, I should caution you on one aspect of this. This uh, this translation uses the holy name of God. It is, you know, Americans usually pronounce it Yahweh, though no one really knows how it's pronounced. Uh, Jews were forbidden to ever say it out loud. Um, Yeva, um, it's more like breath sounds than anything else. But often in, in the United States, we, just try and make it simple by saying Yahweh. I know it's not pronounced like that in reality, but that's how Americans usually do it. So um, we're going to see that name come in here at times. So let's take a look at Psalm 23 out of the Legacy Standard Bible. And it reads, A Psalm of David, Yahweh is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me besides quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. You are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You have anointed my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and loving kindness will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of Yahweh forever. So that's how Psalm 23 reads. And you'll notice another translation that we've covered so far uses the proper name of God like that. And that's one thing that's very unique about this translation as we're going to see. So the Legacy Bible, Legacy Standard Bible, it's readability. If you run readability tests, which being an educator, um, and I used to have to to test textbooks for schools to see the readability of certain textbooks, and there are certain tests that can be run. This one comes out to be right around grade 12 or collegiate level, is what I would basically just say. It's collegiate, very similar to the New American Standard. And like that uh, New American Standard, the type of translation, Uh, that the Legacy Bible is, it is a formal or a word-for-word translation. The scholars working on this translation sought to make the most accurate Bible after, now get this, this is important, after updating the New American Standard Bible in 2020. Yes, you heard it right. If you made the connection there, some of the same people responsible for doing that did this one. But it's not exactly... Uh, it's not a total exact um, upgrade. It's it it's also, but not a total new translation. I guess you would say, in in some ways, it is an upgrade. They took um, they were translating primarily back from the 1977 and the 1995 versions of the New American Standard as they used that as a basis. Um, but it, it's not in that aspect. It's not a totally new translation. You could see it, as some people do, they see it as a a new upgrade of the very new New American Standard. I know it gets confusing, but that's how this all came about because these were made right after each other. Um, Like the New American Standard, scholars sought to, uh, uh, to develop a system to capture the word usage and sentence structures of the original language. But it's slightly different than the New American Standard in format and also in terminology. You're going to see, if you compare them side by side, they're not exactly the same. Doctrinally, they're going to say the same thing, but it's the word flowing, uh, the word usage, and the grammar is slightly different in the Legacy Standard Bible. Now, it was translated... Using as a base text, as I just said, the New American Standard 1977 edition. They also had access to the 1995 versions as a base for making this translation. But what they did is they went back to uh, the Biblia Hebraica, um, old cop- um, very very ancient copy of the um, Old Testament, also the Novum uh, Testament uh, Graecia, which um, is the an old copy of the new testament so they used those very well-known sources and very um reliable sources and they used other things they used the the um dead sea scrolls and other texts and things like that but they used those sources primarily and that's what they studied the scholars who worked on this thing and so that's what they based upon everything using as a base they started with like the new american standard but they really started producing something a little different, getting more into the word usage and stuff. Now, it was produced with, and I want to make a note here because uh, this is important, it was produced with the approval of the Lachman Foundation. Now, the if you were in the last lesson, they're the ones that were the producers of the New American Standard Bible. So they worked alongside with that organization, also another Christian organization called 316 Publishing, um, and the John MacArthur Charitable Trust. Those were the producers, basically, of this Bible. Um, The work was done, in fact, by faculty from the Masters University and Seminary. Now that's where, if you're familiar with John MacArthur, um, John MacArthur was the president and is the chancellor of that university and seminary. So John MacArthur's name really appears a lot on the translation stuff here and it, it just wasn't him though after his team of bible scholars at this place did this they had it reviewed by 70 um, something um, members of an international team of scholars and pastors to check their work and stuff so it's been it's been tested now the unique features that you'll find is you if you sit and study this bible or, or if you download a copy or if you go out and you buy one, the translation was meticulously thorough and painstakingly put together, following the grammar and terminology of the ancient languages only in contemporary English. Now they did this while during the COVID panic is when a lot of this took place. Um, people weren't able to meet in classes and stuff. Um, And so they did a lot of things on the Internet. Well, these Bible scholars, that's when they were working on this. And so they they got this translation done much quicker because everything was basically shut down. So they worked exclusively on this in some cases, these people, these scholars working on this translation from these ancient copies. Um, And the Legacy Standard Bible seeks to adopt words from the original language of Hebrew, Aramaic and Greek and basically just say the same thing in English. That's why we call it a word-for-word translation. They're going word-for-word, not going by a thought or a sentence, and then just, okay, what is God really trying to say say in this? So that's one of the unique features, and that's what makes it such a special Bible, um, very similar to the New American Standard. Another thing, though, translators decided to be very precise in certain areas. Here's where it gets a little different. Here's where this Bible is really unique. The most notable examples, you just heard me read it in Psalm 23, is it will include the use of Yahweh uh, for God's name in the Old Testament. So it goes back and it uses some of these proper names. And some words are used, uh, not just the proper name of God, but in other words uh, that are also used, they keep the original language. They'll explain what the word is, and they use this throughout the book. Another example is like in the New Testament, Uh, The translation uh, for slave or servant, they use the word, the Greek term, doulos. And doulos is the term meaning a servant um, or or like a slave. And it's used throughout the New Testament because it's not the same. They they chose to do this because when we say slave today, um, it means something different than it did in ancient times. In ancient times, it was not as derogatory or ill meaning as it is today and so they chose to go back and use the word doulos to keep the meaning and the true meaning of of what it is what the word means so that's why this bible and there's other cases like this throughout this translation that you will see that's done like this so it's it's really unique in that aspect Um, any problems with this well like the new american standard the Legacy Standard Bible is not as readable as some other versions like the NLT or the NIV uh, or even the God's Word Translation. It's just not as readable. It's got a higher reading level. Yet it follows the words of the oldest manuscripts so carefully that it is a very, very accurate version. Also, because the Legacy Standard Bible was composed by scholars associated with John MacArthur and the Masters University and Seminary. Some pastors and some Bible leaders refuse to accept this as a acceptable as an acceptable translation. Um, people in outside of like John MacArthur, you know, is extremely conservative. And so um, others that are not so they um they have, or they, if they don't like John MacArthur, they just denounce this, um, based on his personality. But John MacArthur was not the person who put this together, so we need to separate this from um, from judgment on on this thing. Now, as I stated, what we're going to do is um, we have been doing. We're going to look at Titus chapter two, eleven through thirteen, and we're going to read this because it's so strong doctrinally, and let you see how it's different. So here it is out of the Legacy Standard Bible. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us that, denying ungodliness and worldly desires, we should live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. (coughs) Excuse me. Now, you'll see the doctrine is basically the same. Now, if you have that passage, and if you read that and compare it to a New American Standard, you're going to see it's all doctrinally the same. It's just a couple of words are different um, to try and get the flow of this. So it's a little different in that aspect, but it's basically saying the same thing. And as we just wrap this up, let me give you another um, additional comment on this. No doubt, the greatest asset of the Legacy Standard Bible is its precision to embrace the wording and the grammar of the ancient languages. I mean, that is the whole the whole key point of this translation. But this results in the Legacy Standard Bible is not being as smooth, uh, as fluid as other translations in reading. But if you forego this, the LSB is an excellent translation and is worthy of being used as a sole translation for personal study. It is a trustworthy source to the ancient text. Um, It keeps very, very closely because they went word by word through this. Many serious students of scripture will find this translation an excellent Bible to use. So I do think this is a great translation. I think it's one worthy of spending the money if you want a good translation that really gets into the ancient words and the and the wording of the text and stuff, it is a great one. It's not recommended for lower students, um, middle school or something like that. It's, uh, the readability is just too high. But it also has been endorsed by many other very famous Bible scholars, um, not associated with John MacArthur or the Master Seminary, because of, like I say, it was put together so painstakingly, and um, it follows the true text of, of what we we have today going back to the ancient sources that we have of course the original manuscripts of the Bible are Are for uh, long gone. We have no idea what happened to the original autographs from God But the copies that we have we know are very accurate because you can compare them There are thousands of copies of them. You can compare and see how accurate that our bible is and This is a very good rendition or translation of the ancient word. So That's it with the Legacy Standard Bible. I hope you've enjoyed this one. Um, I know if if you've already heard of this one, um, you probably already realized a lot of this is very similar to the New American Standard. Or if you have a New American Standard, everything I read here was similar, but even so, slightly different. And this is a good Bible I would recommend anybody to use as a soul study Bible. So, thanks for joining me, and I hope you'll tune in for another lesson coming up soon here. As we look at another one of the translations, see what its purpose was, why they made it, when was it made, and what are the unique features or maybe even some of the problems may be associated with that translation. So until we meet again, please take care and may God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. And thank you to our donors who make this program possible. You can help us produce the next course by becoming a donor at evidenceforfaith.org give, or use the links in the description. Don't forget to leave a comment, a review, likes, and shares to feed the algorithm and help others find this content. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.